Welcome to the Creative Curmudgeon, where the intellectual elite discuss creativity and other important matters. Today, we will be having a sit-down discussion with Tucson-based musician, barista, and expert conspiracy theorist Tristan Jemsik. For many years, Tristan has been the main brain behind the power pop band Dog Breath, in addition to being part of many, many, many other musical groups. But what makes Tristan tick? That's what we will find out today. Join me. What have you been working on lately? Oh, let's see. Um, lately, I've been making uh, like uh, lists and just kind of like uh, intentions for the next year, I guess, for um, uh, dog breath and just other projects and gen- just music in general. Just trying to set intentions because I've been like. I don't know. I kind of did a lot this year. It's a really busy year and, and I've been feeling pretty burned out. So a, a way that I'm trying to get through that is to just kind of like uh, plan a little bit more and uh, try and like plan in a way where it's not spreading me so thin. Um, was it busy in a way that you were spread thin to the point where you didn't get the stuff done that you wanted to get done or did you get stuff done, but it just sucked? Yeah, a little bit of both. There definitely was were some ideas that uh, we had that we didn't fully realize. Just because trying to do too much, I think, uh, at the same time, like, um, and just not being good with deadlines. We released an album this year and did like two tours and like played a lot of shows and like. Uh, you know, um, brought in like a new member. Um, and on top of all that, like I've been having to like, you know, work, um, to kind of pay for everything. I mean, the band somewhat kind of breaks even, but, um, but not really, if I really like factor everything in, like Mm -hmm. it's definitely like the way I've been doing it has just been, band money and my money is all just kind of like I try and keep track of it, but it's all this one bank account and whatnot. So there's definitely a lot of just like being broke because of the band. Um, And yeah, that's another thing that I'm working on for this year. I I just opened a second bank account for band stuff and just trying to get more organized in general. I'm telling myself to know when to say like, no, (laughs) you know, to, to like, you know, if we're playing too much, like saying no to show offers or like just saying no to myself, like if I just want to do so much, I just, I don't know, like need to remind myself that I can't do everything. Is it, uh, is it hard to say no to things like shows sometimes because like you're worried about people being mad at you? Or are you, is it hard for you to say no because you're like, fuck yeah, a show. And then like you realize you just spread yourself too thin. 
Yeah, more the more the more that I guess I don't really worry about people being mad at me. Um, I think part of it maybe is like, you know, I I always kind of have this um, this mindset of oh, like you know, as once you start saying no enough times, like they'll stop asking, and like the shows will stop like being available it's kind of like a feast or famine kind of thing like get it while you can you know mm-hmm. uh, uh and i just I, and i really do enjoy playing shows or at least i enjoy the idea of playing shows this past year it has felt more kind of exhausting mm-hmm. um but a lot of that is just because I've just been like really tired all year in general. Cause it's just been like a really long year, tough year. I had pneumonia this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just been just kind of like, you know, trying to dig myself out of like a, a financial grave that I have <laughs> been like digging myself over the kind of my whole adult life. <laughs> so, you know, trying to like, I don't know get caught up to the point where I'm out of the red. Um, you could do what I did um, in my twenties and you can just super rack up student loan debt. Like you can just oh, like yeah, sign into right. like sign up for like a, you know, a minimum level mm-hmm. of classes or something and then just like not pay it back. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't like, like uh, it, it like your student loan debt dies with you. So like, you know, right. you ever yeah. chose to procreate or something like it wouldn't uh-huh. like pass over to the to the next of kin. So yeah. like there's like really no unless you unless you want to maybe, you know, get take out a mortgage or something. I don't I don't think oh. that there is any downside to that at all. Yeah. Yeah. I should I should maybe. start a separate podcast for financial. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just going to say maybe after this call, we uh, can can pick your brain about that a little bit because that sounds pretty good. Um, by I have been wanting in- to uh, go to school. Like one of my goals this year is I want to take a uh, photography class because I want to get into photography for the band. Or like, do you want to just have it be a separate? Uh, no, no, yeah, separate in general. Like, yeah, I I feel like Dog Breath has been kind of like my my sole creative outlet the past mm-hmm. few years, um, and I I kind of. I want to keep working on it and keep um, like trying to make it grow. Um, But I kind of don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. You know, I want to start getting into photography. I have some like uh, ideas for a couple shows that I've had for years that I am going to really try and make happen this year. Like, uh, like, uh, like programs like YouTube shows. Oh, okay. Um, That's cool. But I just caught myself saying, put all your eggs in one basket. And um, just wanted to quick say that there's all these old sayings. You can't go by them. You can't go by sayings all the time. Um, you know, like people will say like a watch pot never boils. Um, watch it's, pot never boils. What does a that watch mean? Pot never boils it you know i think it's just uh i'm not sure what it means because it's not true 
Like it will boil. I've seen it happen. Like oh, I yeah. filled the pot with water, put it on the stove, turn on the flame, and I didn't take my eyes off it, and it boiled. Right. And it, you know, so so that's bunk. And then there's the you know. But what? But you have? Do you have any idea like what the point was of somebody saying that? I don't know that I've ever heard that expression before. Really? I don't think so. Um, I think it might just be like a hyper focusing on something or like just being patient, like relax, like a watch pod never boils, like don't hover so much. I I guess I don't really know. <laughs> There's the other saying that I uh, said, um, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. I guess the idea is if you drop the basket, then all your eggs break. Yeah, that one but, I get. Yeah. But what if you only have one egg? Like, are you supposed to break the egg and 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 like put it in multiple baskets? That's so, no good. You break so your egg. If you, if <laughs> is is music a, a, like a single egg in this instance, or is music like a collection of eggs? But then, or is music the basket? Well, I think eggs are is your creative energy or your ideas. Mm. So I've been putting all my ideas and creative energy into dog breath, which in this case is the basket. And so I, I need to get a couple more baskets to kind of like um, put different eggs into. Sure, yeah. And and the less weight on a singular basket will make it um, not as strenuous to carry said basket. And exactly. Then, yeah. Exactly. That's it. That's it. No, absolutely. You know, because, yeah, because, uh, you know, every every band or or every like – any kind of like creative project where you're, you know, like it's you're expressing something for an audience, like there's going to be highs and lows. Um, so if y y you're putting all your expression into one project, then there's going to be highs and lows. And, th and those lows can be really hard to deal with, especially when like the rest of your life is really stressful. Yeah. Because you're like working all the time and you're just, you're just exhausted, and I think that's how so many artists get burned out. Because after a while, after like a decade of doing something, like the lows feel so much harder to get through, and it's so easy to like lose perspective, um, and it's hard to know that like it's just a low, and then you know, there'll be another high eventually. Mm -hmm. So um, my hope is having multiple projects and not just like putting everything into one thing is just going to like, if, you know, the band it, it, it is going through what, like what I perceive is like a low, then maybe one of my other projects is giving me what I need, you yeah. know, to get through that. So anyway, that's yeah. Diversify. I'm diversifying this year. And what's uh, what's that's nice about photography in particular uh, during a part of my life where I was really into it is how it affects just like how you look at stuff in general. Like now mm. when I go on, you know, walks or whatever, I'm just I'm not as photography focused. And so I'm just like thinking about like all the stuff that's like making me mad in yeah, life right. <laughs> yeah, but then yeah. like you know if i'm really <laughs> thinking about photography 
and I'm like walking around. I'm like, oh, that car, that'd be a cool photo or something. Not mm -hmm. that it's a good idea to just take photos of like strangers' cars, but you get the idea. Um, I, I do. I do. <laughs> I go back and forth with diversifying because um, I have had a long list of stuff that I was like trying to do at once and then like got nothing done. So right. then I'll think like, oh, I'm going to do just like this singular project. Like that's going to be my thing. And then I'm going to sink all my energy into this so that this is like really good and focused. But then I also have what my uh, therapist has called, and I quote, severe ADHD. Okay. <laughs> and so it's also like hard to focus on just like one mm. thing at once. I don't know if it's like with you, if like taking on a bunch of stuff has um, made it like easier for you to create at times, or is it the sort of thing where you kind of like set like baby steps for yourself? And then like, once you accomplish this thing, then you move on to like this thing. I think, yeah, I think for me having a lot of irons in the fire, um, does lead to be lead to me being more productive and i guess i don't know like productive meaning like being in the act of creating or performing um like i you know i think of the times of back when i lived in phoenix and to a lesser extent seattle like when i would be in like you know from minimum of four bands up to like, I think at one time I was in like 10 or 11 bands that were mm -hmm. like regularly performing or practicing or whatever. And I look at those times as like kind of like the most uh, productive, well, like creatively like um, fruitful uh, times in my life. And I think just, um, and part of that was, I think, just like being in so many different groups with so many different people and just, I really like get inspired by, uh, people around me. I really like, I think, um, get just so many like ideas or just like pick up little things from, different people's um, energies or like, uh, you know, uh, tendencies musically or personality or whatever. Um, but lately there's been like a lot less of that. And um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it's hard to say. Cause I, I still have been like, you know, uh, I don't think that my like songwriting has like taken a dip. Like I kind of like still write in like bunches. Um, but maybe the, I don't know, like the variety of ideas or uh, like, the, like the, the range of ideas has kind of not been as wide of a range or like a, like a diverse range of ideas. And, 
I don't know. That's like something that I want to work on. At, when you were in a lot of bands with people or whatnot, was there ever a period where you felt like that was pushing your main stuff, like, you know, subconsciously or unconsciously, whatever, in a direction that like wasn't you? That's really interesting. Um, no, because I, I've, I never like integrated anything that I didn't like. You know, like I, I feel like it all went through like my filter. Mm -hmm. uh, my friend Dylan um, Carlson talks about um, like, you know, he, he's of the thought that like ideas comes from, um, you know, like a, somewhere other than you like and, and like you kind of channel ideas um uh, he thinks of it as like it's like water and like he is like just like a vessel of water and so uh he has like his own unique shape to it so when like the ideas go through him they take on like his kind of like per his personality his shape um definitely like take direct influences from you know like whatever bands i'm listening to at the time or like fr like friends i'm playing with but i feel like it always kind of like goes through my glass you know mm -hmm. and, and you know it uh becomes like you know like my my version of that were you always because as long as i've how long have I known you? 17 years, I think, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, close um, to 20 years. But but as long as I've known you, your main project has always been like, I mean, they've been different from one another, but in the vein right. of power pop, pop punk, whatever. Um, yeah. Is that always, like, since you started writing songs, was that always, like, a natural thing for you? Or did you go through, like, a metal phase, anything like that? Oh, yeah, definitely went through uh, middle phase kind of going through one right now. Um, but, um, yeah, like when I was first starting to learn music when I was a teenager, most of what I listened to was either, uh, you know, metal, some kind of metal. Like I was really into like stuff like, you know, the big thrash metals or like, uh, you know, I was really like Bathory or Blind Guardian, like kind of like epic kind of stuff like that. Sure. And then I was really into like Iron Maiden or not Iron Maiden, Iron and Wine at the same time and Sufjan Stevens mm -hmm. and the Shins and all that. You know, it was, it was the early 2000s. So like I was like really into yeah metal and grunge and this stuff and then like just hyper cheesy, sentimental, cornball, like emotional stuff. And I think that side of me is what kind of like influenced the, you know, the, the power pop, like came from that kind of like folky, um, just hard on your sleeve kind of thing. Like combining uh, the two, the two yeah. sides of music. Yeah. Yeah, totally. With like riffs. What is like the benefit? And this is kind of interesting because 
since you talk about photography, like what's the benefit of expressing whatever is in your head through music as opposed to photography or if you're doing ceramics or something? I'm not sure if, if it's a benefit or more than just like that is just the, like the medium that I connect with the most. Um, like, like music is all like was my first love, my first way of, um, I don't know, like, uh, connecting with my feelings. Why do you feel like you connect with music the most? That's a good question. I mean, I was exposed to it. Like, uh, like my, like some of my earliest good memories are like watching Raffi tapes, you know, um, and like holding a tennis racket and pretending like I was playing guitar. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and, and I think, you know, the years after that, like, you know, during childhood, like it was just the, it was something that, kind of like took me away from you know maybe some like difficult things about my environment um just its ability to kind of like transport was was really big for me um but yeah i don't know i mean why does someone fall in love with one art form over the other it, it's it's hard to say i don't know if if you can really pinpoint it uh, i mean there's definitely like uh music kind of runs in my family especially on my dad's side yeah um so there could be something there um what um what musicians specifically inspired you to start playing the guitar or any instrument. Mm, well, let's see. I guess I mean, uh, first instrument was piano, and I think I was mostly like just encouraged by my mom and my grandma to take piano lessons. I, I was probably five or six, so I don't really remember like whose idea it was. I was just excited, like, "Oh yeah, cool piano lessons." Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, my first. Uh, experience like getting into like I don't know I guess rock instruments was the drums um, learned the drums to uh, accompany my brother in our first band um, which was called uh, Haunted Cologne oh yes um, yeah and uh, you know the things that influenced that project between the two of us you know, Weird Al Yankovic, They Might Be Giants, Dead Milkman, mm-hmm. um, Frankie Yankovic, uh, Lawrence Welk Show. You know, we were just very strange homeschooled kids that uh, in our tastes were just so all over the place, you know, just from like watching TV. We didn't go to school. Right. So, so we just watched TV all day. Fall in love with like really just like weird, sarcastic, funny um, music mm-hmm. and uh, and and like old timey, just like, you know, weird stuff like 
Lawrence Welk show. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, learn the drums because my brother played accordion. So you know, uh, learn how to play a polka beat before anything else. Uh, well, then... so what was fun about watching that band was that being that age and inspired by something like the Lawrence Welk show playing yeah. some of the venues I saw you guys play at, like <laughs> that seems like way more antagonistic in a way than if you were, uh-huh. you know, in a hardcore band or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It definitely had that energy. I think we mm-hmm. definitely were like, like we, we were aggressively playing polka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and like what like inspired me to learn, learn guitar was, um, a, I was really getting into like Bob Dylan and Simon and Garfunkel, Pearl Jam, things like that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any inspiration from like non-musicians or even fictional characters? Oh, uh, back then or like nowadays? Either. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think aesthetically and tonally, like I've always been really inspired by movies. I feel like the movie singles has been uh, a source of um, like creative energy for like almost like 10 years now. Citizen Dick Uh, most, most specifically or just like (laughs) singles uh, as a whole. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, kind of singles as a whole, but yeah. Yeah. I love, love, love Citizen Dick's like, yeah. Cliff uh, Poncier's, unwaverable like faith in like his music and yeah. like you know just like his ability to like power through negative reviews or just lack of interest in general and like <laughs> just like you know like man you know like this negative energy just makes me stronger you know tonight we rock portland right like 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 you know that scene has has, has definitely like been uh a big one for me kind of like sentimental like vision of of like life and love um has just been really uh you know inspiring to me i guess and uh moonstruck also it it uh, is a big one just watched that again uh, a couple weeks ago uh showed it to our roommate it was her first time seeing it and that's one of my favorite movies to show someone who hasn't seen it before. And you're, really saying, you're, saying it. That, you're saying Moonstruck has a direct influence on Dog Breath? I'd say indirect influence on Dog Breath because it's just like so inspiring to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I feel like it's just like a like a poem set to screen, you know? It's just like, it's so weird and so, I don't know, beautiful how it asks like the basic questions in, sure. uh, in a really strange way. And it's just so funny and so strange and sweet. Do you see albums that you're making as movies in like a the wall kind of way? <laughs> Not in the wall kind of way, uh, but maybe someday uh, I'll make like a concept album. No, but I, I do try and think of them as like, like I do love making albums and I try and like make them you know, feel as 
cohesive as possible mm-hmm. tonally and like I want them to feel like like a thing you know like uh not just a collection of songs like a um it's a story I don't know. yeah 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 i i guess just like a document of like a a time and a place um do you have like a specific daily weekly whatever creative routine um or do you do you just mainly like you're when you're going about your day you have an idea and then you get to uh sit down like yeah how does that go it's more of that yeah 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 it's ideas just like pop in and um i don't know like i i try and just like jot it down really quick like in my notes app or whatever Mm -hmm. and then return to it later when i have some time or when it feels right um yeah and that you know that works okay but i would love to kind of you know keep a more regular creative practice um that's another one of my goals this year like you know like make a well we're trying to find like a a more consistent like jam space right now Mm -hmm. um but uh, yeah, just like a, like you know, creating a place, even if it's just like like a desk with a four track, or just a laptop or a notebook. I don't know. Like I don't have like a, like any like intentional space like that set up. Um, is, is when you're thinking of stuff that ends up becoming a song or whatever. Is it like you're often just going about your day, just trying to think of stuff? Or is it more like somebody will just like say something and then you'll just like have that like light bulb moment. More like that. Like it, it, you know, it, it usually just pops in out of nowhere, seemingly out of nowhere. I think it's when I can relax then. Cause I, you know, there's the people that think that ideas and like inspiration comes from like some sort of like, source out there in the universe and and some people think it's just subconscious and i i lean more towards just like thinking of the subconscious like there's so so much it's so deep and there's so much that we don't know about it and like you know it it, to me like that is the subconscious is a magical space that we pull from yeah i i've been thinking lately about the idea of forcing it or not forcing it or trying too hard or not trying, you know? And I think when I am not trying to think of an idea for the most part is when I think of an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so the anxiety that I'm all washed up and I won't ever have an idea for a song again, <laughs> you know, uh, th- that anxiety comes in and then all of a sudden I'm not like, you know, it, that turns into like trying too hard. And uh, I'm just more stressed about like writer's block or whatever. Mm-hmm. That it, and like that gets in the way, I think. So just for me, it's just like, tr- like cultivating like a, like just like trusting that like I write songs. That's like what I do. I'll always write songs. And they, will come when they come 
and uh, I can't really control when inspiration hits directly. You know, I just have to trust that they that inspiration will come. Yeah, um, which is really hard to do. But but, but I, yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Like yeah. uh, just the because I, I I definitely I come up with like routine ideas all the time. And then I'll mm-hmm. follow through with it with for a few days or a couple of weeks or whatever. And then I'll switch to something else, which is fine. But yeah, I definitely go back and forth about like whether like that's better or whether it's just better when I'm just like going about my day and then just think of something and go from there. Yeah. Well, and it depends on what you want to create too. Like, like I could always sit down and write a song. Mm-hmm. Like just, I could craft a song. Like I could, write a song right now about, you know, uh, my shoes on the coffee table and it, it could make no sense, but I could put words together and I could put it to chords and come up with a melody. And that would be that, you know, but like, I, I want it to be this, I want it to be good, <laughs> you know? And like, I don't feel like I have as much control over, like, I can't just sit down and write a good song that is like an expression of something deep Mm -hmm. that you know there's that you know there's like i feel like there's songwriting that's like really like that's like song craft that is oh like i want to write this type of song and i want it to have this kind of vibe and like be this genre i feel like like a lot of bands are like that like Mm -hmm. we're going to start this kind of band and Mm -hmm. and we're going to sound like this you know and Sometimes I'm really envious of those kinds of bands because they typically like do pretty well because mm-hmm. people love like if like if you're into a certain kind of music then you can identify like oh like I love like a melodic I love melodic hardcore so you can go out and you can find melodic hardcore bands that got together and decided to start a melodic hardcore band you know what I mean and like mm-hmm. like this is what we are. This is what we're doing. It's easy to understand. If you like it, you'll like us. You know, s- sometimes I, I, I am really jealous of that or like envious of that yeah. because it, you know, from my perspective, it, it, it just seems like, man, like it seems easier to me than like coming up with like just different kinds of songs all the time and like not thinking about genre so much. I don't know. I don't want to say that like, one is better than the other in terms of like, you know, genre bands or bands that don't have such a defined genre. It's just different, you know, and um, it's all like valid. It is like something I think about probably too much. <laughs> well, yeah, so I was curious because it, it seems like your your voice or whatever has been um, pretty consistent I don't think that like mine has, but that it also that also represents me in a way, even if it's like something that I'm not necessarily. Oh, I think your voice has been consistent. I mean, in a way, but then also it's just saying different things. But it's the same voice, just saying different things. I'm kind of like, what's that? Who's that woman in singles <laughs> that that goes through those various like um, identity crises? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Uh, right. And yeah, like that yeah. that also says something like the fact that she's going through the these uh crises like says something about her also so that uh, that also yeah. is authentically part of who she is, but Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
is it was it ever hard for you to share um stuff that was so kind of like hard on your heart on your sleeve like as you put it or is that yeah. something that you kind of had to like work up to thinking back to when like i started singing like my own songs that were like like that like really vulnerable i i think maybe the first few times it, it i was pretty nervous but it was like so kind of like exhilarating mm -hmm. that um it was just more a relief than anything mm -hmm. um and i was just fortunate to have like people around me that were very supportive and receptive um so it became something that was really energizing it was more energizing than it was scary. And, you know, I think that's unique to my experience to be able to, um, you know, perform in like weirdo art galleries for friends. Like if I was in a different space and like I had to like, you know, perform those like very, you know, like vulnerable, like in retrospect, embarrassing songs, like, in like a bar or something or like a more like traditional like club or something like maybe it would have been you know uh, harder or scarier is making heart on your sleeve art a political act interesting yeah i think so i, I mean know. i think What's it a, is yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I consider it to be you know you're you're going against like the general societal idea of what, you know, cis males, like how they're supposed to act. Sure. And also just, you know, in the, in the sense of there being like that self-exploration and exploration of like how to be the best human to people and how yeah. that, you know, goes outward into mm. any sort of other change. I've, I've always considered your stuff to be, you know, political music for that reason. You don't really see it that way or sometimes you do. Yeah. Maybe sometimes I do. I, I, I guess it can kind of depend on the song or, or the, the feelings or intentions behind it. You know, if it's just kind of like a regular old love song, I don't know, like, like that's like not necessarily like um, politically charged, I guess mm -hmm. being, yourself i guess yeah it can be a political statement just being you're not you're not a you're not a subscriber then to like the chairman mao philosophy that just like all art is political in some way i don't know um chairman mao uh i don't know who that is he was he was a, a ruler of china in, the, of in china. the 20th century yeah <laughs> yeah he said all art is political yeah well, do you yeah. have any? Uh... <laughs> I guess he's right. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any uh, closing creative advice to uh, all the many listeners at home? Just, yeah. Try and keep the fear from your mind. Just like, don't be afraid to embarrass yourself. Um, like, uh, and yeah, just I don't know. Uh, don't uh, don't be afraid to just be weird. People aren't weird anymore. Yeah, I know. Or it's or, or, or or like or, or like silly or goofy or strange. I feel like and, and <laughs> I, 
but like like everyone like it kind of is but in like the same way like everyone has the same it feels like everyone has the same sense of humor or something mm -hmm. why do you think and that is social media yeah <laughs> a little easier to be homogenized yeah yeah i don't know just like a, everyone looking at the same stuff on their phones like now like you know um everyone's really into making skits do you think that that's bad or just no i don't think it's bad a lot of them are really good mm -hmm. but um i don't know maybe i'm just uh, nostalgic for how things used to be because things aren't the way they used to be you know everything's different now i've wondered if and I don't have, I don't mean this is like a diss on social media because I think that, you know, it does a lot of good things, especially in, you know, pandemic times and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but I've like wondered if I thought of something and then I just like posted that thing and then mm -hmm. got it, got something off my chest that way versus like the time period where like, the main way I had to express said thing was to make a production out of it with like a song mm. or whatever. I've always, I've often wondered how that like influenced my creative stuff. If, if at all. Um, sure it has. Yeah. But yeah, I, uh, I, I, I look back fondly. This makes me feel old to say, but <laughs> I, I, I look back fondly in the time in, you know, Arizona that I, kind of first started going to like local shows and whatnot and yeah. just um you know stuff seeing stuff like treasure mammal or father's day or whatever and just like yeah how weird it was i to be yeah. to be honest i i barely go to shows anymore so like i don't know what yeah. i'm talking about maybe there's all sorts of weird stuff and but the last that i was i kind of don't shows, think there is yeah, the last that I was going to shows, it seemed a lot less common than it than it used to be. Yeah, like I have that thought too. Like maybe I'm just older now and I don't know like where it's at. I'm out of touch or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I feel like younger artists and bands like start out with I don't know like um, like a full kind of like a business plan. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a little uh, less spontaneous. Yeah, yeah, or like. I just remember a lot of um, projects that were so very like um, like not marketable and like didn't have any legs commercially, mm -hmm. but, but the people doing them still did them so passionately. Like it wasn't even like a thought that like, oh, like, you know, like now I feel like, uh, you know, um, like new projects, you know, they have strategies. Yeah. Either to, like, you know, grow in a certain way or like get a certain number of followers or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I feel like everyone is like trying to be like not only like a band person, but like a comedian, a model. Well, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, like, uh, I feel so old right now. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> kids today, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I definitely feel nostalgic for just like wackiness mm -hmm. or just, you know, out there stuff. Yeah. Um, 
Well, this has been delightful. Thank you so yeah. much for visiting our studio. Um, best of luck to you in the future. Oh, and, and to you, Jason. It's good to see you again. Mm-hmm.